Hey, welcome to Let's Stop There. We have one hour to read Ben the Law, book one in the Luke Pember series by Levi Fuller. Ganesh has been binging Boston Legal and has been dying to do a courtroom scene. Will he lean more James Spader or William Shatner? Stick around to find out. Welcome to Let's Stop There. I'm Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week, we're reading a book called Ben the Law by Levi Fuller. Book one in the Luke Penber series. It doesn't really roll off the tongue, but I'll go with it. Um, ben the Law. Pember. Penber. B-E-N-B-E-R. It's like a little, it's almost like a... Tongue twister. I mean, I don't even know how to say Pember. 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 You know how you'll say a sound like a word over and over and it just sounds like a sound and you feel like your brain is melting out of your ears? That's one. It just, I, even the first time I read it, I was like, this isn't a word. Pember. That's like a word. That's when you're down bad in Scrabble and you're, 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 you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to make something out of nothing. You drop Pember on the board and it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, no. Look it up then if you don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could challenge my my cell phone app Scrabble. That's a word, damn it. My dad got me a pen burr for my eighth birthday. Uh anyway, <laughs> book I still one. Still ride the... it. <laughs> I still ride it. <laughs> uh, it's a little rough around the edges these days, but that pen burr still gets the job done. All right. Luke Penber. Sure, look it up if you think I'm a liar. <laughs> You think I'd lie about that? I'm a Pember? Only a crazy person could make up a Pember. Well, I hope you find out what this means. We'll probably never hear this word again in this damn book. Pember, like the ninth month of the year. (laughs) (laughs) April, May, April, May, June, July, August, Pember, October, (laughs) November. (laughs) Every kid knows that. Pember is what you yell when you chop down a tree in the woods. Penber. All right. Enough. Enough. <laughs> enough of this. Shit's off the rails already. But Luke, huh? Hey, Luke, I get. That's classic. All right. Bible, Star Wars, the two biggest things on earth. Luke, right there. Everybody knows Luke. Penber. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> this is the longest bar none we've ever spent on the title of a book. Penber. All right. Let's, uh, what do you, what's going on with you guys, huh? What's new? Let's get off that for a minute and just, you know, come back down to earth. How's everybody doing? It's January, the winter doldrums. It's gray outside. How you feeling? Sad. You guys get out in the snow? No, bad. Okay. Seasonal bad. depression or, re- or regular depression? Who can tell? Yeah. You uh, ever sit under one of those heat lamps like a lizard? Like a, like a piece of fried chicken? <laughs> 
uh, yeah. yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm out and about in the city and I'll catch a heat lamp and feel good for a second. Yeah. Get, you got one of those? No, I've been thinking about getting one though, but I was curious if anyone had any real world experience outside of sitting under the warming station at a KFC. Um, they get a bit hot. They do. Yeah. You don't want to catch a heat lamp burn. No, it's the worst. Cause you're, you're like dressed for cold weather and you go sit outside then they have these heat things. And then you have to take your jacket off. And then you're like kind of hot on your top of your head, but cold everywhere else. That's the worst. I like to be hot everywhere else and cold on the top of my head. Oh, yeah. Nothing worse than, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things worse than this. It's just a turn of phrase. There's nothing worse than when you like bundle up because it's going to be cold. But then you go, you're like in that like kind of middle space, like on the subway and it's hot. But you're like wearing so much clothes. And you can't take it off because you're on the subway, but you're so hot. It's like the middle ground between cold and cold. I hate that. I don't go. That's why I don't go outside. I've been wearing basketball shorts for two straight years. <laughs> They're going to call you up any day. <laughs> I'm waiting for my shot. That's, that's what I'm, I want to get one of these uh, uh, 10 day contracts are handing out because of COVID. I got the shorts. You could probably put in a solid like five seconds in the, in the NBA. Yeah, I'm a bench warmer. I'm there for morale. And then you put me in garbage time. Five seconds left. About to run out. You just want to rest your guys. I'm in. I'll do that. You're like a veteran game manager. You know, everyone else comes to you for advice. You, you know, put a little pep in their step. I'm like, well, yeah, I just tell, tell them about all the times I get destroyed in 2K by 14 year olds. <laughs> You're like a Brian Scalabrini or a Udonis Haslam. I, you know, everybody's saying I'm like Udonis Haslam and I'm finally, I think I'm ready to prove it. I'm, Player coach. I've got a Haslam-esque quality is what people are telling me. Scouts. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. It snowed recently. Did you guys get out there? Did you play in the snow? It's going to snow tomorrow too. I, you know, fine with me. Like I said, I don't go anywhere. So it's just nice uh, landscape out my window. That's good with me. I'm fine with that. I had to drive up state. Well, I didn't have to. I went up state. Was it last weekend? For a vacation. And you could say that you'd make it sound like it's a chore. Well, it was a vacation, but I also didn't realize there was going to be a snowstorm when it happened. And also I was driving. I didn't rent a car this time or take the train. I borrowed a car from an elderly man that I know. <laughs> and <laughs> I thought it was going to be smooth sailing. But boy, I'll tell you what, what it is. It's not a, I get these confused all the time. It's not the RAV4. It's a forerunner. No. This is this isn't going to go anywhere. You're not going to guess the card of all the millions of cars. Anyway, it's a 2006. It's a really old car. So we went upstate and I went. It's the day it snowed. So I went to go pick the car up and it was covered in like a foot of snow. And I didn't have one of those sweepers. So I was getting it off with like my arms. And <laughs> then I started digging around in the car for stuff. I used an old baseball cap. It took like an hour. <laughs> to get the snow off anyway i finally got the snow off and i pull out and i drive up and i'm going upstate and i'm on the taconic state parkway and my the car beautiful the, it is beautiful except for when your engine starts to go out which is what happened to me i was driving on the taconic state parkway and like ice and then the car starts like all these lights pop on on the dashboard that i've never seen before <laughs> i'm like telling naomi i'm like pull out the manual i'm like what do these mean and then the car starts like i start like jutting around back and forth all over the damn highway people are passing me and like looking at me like i'm about to fly off the side of the road it was bad so then i had to pull off to a gas station and check the manual and the manual is like yeah you, your car's fucked up take it to a take it to the shop but i don't own this car and i'm many miles from where i live so i just said fuck it and pushed it dude and I made it back. 
everything went okay. You pushed it? I was like, I'm just going to keep going. What am I going to stop here and pay $500 for somebody else's car? I'd rather die. <laughs> so you drove all the way there and then all the way back? Yeah. So by some New Year's miracle, I drove all the way there with this fucked up car and I parked at the hotel and I turned it off and I was like, this is tomorrow's problem. And then tomorrow I came out and turned it on and all the lights went off and it drove perfectly all the way. <laughs> I was like, okay, wow. great. Maybe yeah. it was just too too cold. I think maybe, yeah, it was colder. Like I, I Googled it. I was like, um, what's up with this? I was, I was like make and model and year and like all the lights that came on and all these people on the message boards are like, yeah, my car is fucked up. It's, <laughs> it's shaking all over the highway. I can't go anywhere. I was like, damn. So this is like a problem that happens a lot. Nothing uh, better is someone who doesn't know anything about cars to try to diagnose the problem of a car using message boards. I've tried to do the same thing. And you're like, oh yeah, I guess it could catalytic converter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it could be that. Uh-huh. Well, first, I went to the manual first. I was like, let's go straight to the source and see what's going on here. And the manual was like, your car is having problems emitting fumes or something. I was like, well, I don't know how to fix that. So I'm going to hit the message boards. They didn't know either. Somebody on the message board was like, you can't drive this car in places where it snows. I was like, well, too damn late. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm out here in a foot of it. Were you actually like actively posting on the message board and getting replies? Of course not. Like every message board help I, it was posted like eight years ago. I didn't was posting. But you can find anything by looking at old message boards, man. Anything is fixable. There's always one magic post out there by somebody yeah. in 2009 that has the exact right answer. I didn't find it, but also I'm no worse for the wear. I made it back. <laughs> I won't be driving that car again. Did you tell him? Nah, he's in the Philippines. Oh, okay. He'll figure it out when he gets back. <laughs> it looks, it was fine. By the time I parked it, the lights were off. Everything was working beautifully. I really do think it was just the snow. Did you have the heat pump it like blowing 90 degrees inside? No. Maxing that. I will tell engine. you when I was, well, first of all, I will say that this car, not only, not only is it like 16 years old, but the primary driver of it, like I said, is an older man. So this car probably hasn't gone faster than 65 miles per hour in 15 years. And I was on the highway fucking going 75. And then I could hear, I was like, this thing's really chugging. And, but I was like, it'll be fine. And it wasn't fine. But I reined it in, drove like an, I drove the speed limit all the way up and then everything was okay. Wow. Anyway, I made it back alive. You know, sometimes you just have to have an adventure. This character building. That's a crazy road. It was a bad road. I will say there's of all the roads to have your car fuck up on a winding, icy upstate mountain road is like the one place you really don't want that to be happening. I was like, this would be great if I was like on a big flat highway. That Taconic doesn't even have shoulders for like part of it. No, dude, I was on the Taconic last summer during a hurricane and a tree fell down and Damn, blocked the Taconic's- road and uh, we couldn't move for two hours and I got to, I had to pee. I'm Real thinking bad. the Taconic, the Taconic State Parkway has some sort of final destination mission for the Let's Stop There podcast. It sounds like people had to get out and move that tree by hand. That's the road that just goes right by the water at some points. Uh, or am I thinking of a different one? I think you're thinking of a different one. This is more like rocky. It's like one of those roads where it's like watch out for falling rocks, which okay. would have just been the cherry on top of my car mishap if I got hit by a damn boulder coming down the mountain but yeah it was rough and it was icy but i don't know i'm a good driver what can i say put it to the test i thought i was a good driver but turns out i'm a great driver (laughs) but anyway now i'm scared of driving i'm not going to be going anywhere anytime soon well you want to read this book oh wow for the first time i'm not the one prompting my story was so long ganesh said shut the fuck up wow we're gonna read the book yeah let's read it bend the law 
by Levi Fuller. Just a reminder, this is book one of the Luke Penber series. So uh, get that coming. And uh, yeah, you, well, what's the synopsis? Are we going to read the synopsis or are uh-huh. you so yeah. are you in a rush? You got somewhere no, to be? I, I got nowhere to go. All right. Defending a criminal is easy for attorney Luke. Never lost a case in years. Attorney Luke finds himself in the most challenging case ever. He doesn't want to take the case, but he also doesn't seem to have a choice. This is not a regular case. All the evidence is against the defendant. Most importantly, though, Luke believes she is innocent. He has to be prepared for the worst. Luke is great at his job. Can Luke defend her against the strongest evidence? Will Luke be able to prove her innocence? Damn, what'd she do? That's it? What'd she do? I guess we got to read to find out, huh? All right. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm, you know, I can't tell if this is going to be a romance or not. I kind of hope it's just straight business. All business, no pleasure. You know what I mean? Attorney, client, privilege. Those are the magic words. Um, Yeah. All right. I'm ready to bend the law. You ready? You want to jump ahead? You want to jump in? Want to get into it? Want me to shut up? All right. Yeah. Let's stop there. Fair enough. I'll take my leave. We'll be right back with more of Ben the Law, book one in the Luke Penber series by Levi Fuller. All right, Penberheads, we're back and we're ready to jump in here to Bend the Law by Levi Fuller. Ganesh, why don't you uh, crack it open and let's hear it. Order. The sound of a oh. gavel <laughs> rang out in the courtroom, <laughs> echoing Damn. out and silencing the prosecutor. Court is in session, my friends. The public had filled the vast chamber at the George N. Layton Criminal Courthouse in Chicago, silenced their murmurs as well. Luke Pember, attorney for the accused, had to hide another smile. Usually, it wouldn't be so hard to keep a straight face, but his opponent, Jane Darrow, was already red-faced. Her pale green eyes narrowed. Luke's stunting on him. Red Jane. He's like moonwalking (laughs) in the court. Gotcha. Jane, you look like a bag of Twizzlers. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The the jury's like, oh, (laughs) oh, shit. She does. (laughs) (laughs) In unconcealed hate as the judge overrode yet another one of her objections in Luke's favor. Luke points at her shoes. What are those? The jury's like, oh, shit. We got fucking air horns going off. The judge is like crying, laughing. Security guard's like, bang, bong. You may continue, Mr. Pember. Luke gave the judge a sober smile, running a hand through his ash blonde hair. Thank you, your honor. Dude, this fucking Stuart Little's back. <laughs> a little pervert, a little creep. Wow. That's a pe- that's that sounds like a pember to me. Yeah, it's it. pember. He turned his piercing blue gaze on the witness he was cross-examining. Please tell the court, Miss Harper, how many encounters of an intimate nature you had in the month leading up to the alleged attack by Mr. Connor. Objection! Jane bit out, tucking a strand of her red hair behind one ear. On what grounds, Miss Darrow? The judge inquired. He's embarrassing me. <laughs> I'm doing bad. The judge inquired, <laughs> sounding as if he really just wanted this trial over and done with. Mr. Pember, 
she began as if she'd rather use another term for her colleague, is reaching into areas of no relevance. Miss Harper's past engagements have no role in determining whether or not she was assaulted by the accused. Luke resisted the urge to roll his eyes. Your Honor, according to Miss Harper's victim statement made to the police on the 9th of July this year, she stated she was a reserved young woman who neither drank alcohol nor partied and was being forced into those situations by her current employer, Mr. Connor. That led to her being left vulnerable, allowing the alleged attack. She claims that while not a virgin, she had only one previous partner. I am merely attempting to verify this statement as if false, it does indeed have bearing on this case. All right, a little slimy, Pember. A little slimy. Yeah. Thought you were cool, but maybe... You're a bad boy. The judge sat back in his seat and heaved a sigh, like Jane Darrow, Honorable Judge <laughs> Victor Linton. <laughs> what, what was that judge? <sighs> Had no love for Luke Pember, but unlike Luke, both always seemed to try and function squarely within the rigid system of the law. Objection overruled. Proceed, Mr. Pember. Luke's blue eyes shot briefly to his client, who was doing exactly as they had discussed, keeping a sober but defiant expression on his face. That's good advice. And cartwheels. <laughs> Sir, get your client in order. George Connor was a business mogul with his foot also in the political scene. He was one of those men who had reached the point where they believed everything was theirs by right and the law could not touch them. Stinky. Am I supposed to, I supposed to be rooting for this guy? Yeah, you ever watched The Practice? No, you know I haven't. Boston Legal? No. Allie McBeal? No. Uh, those are the only that's ones it. I that's know. A, those, are, those, are, those are all of them. I watch Law and Order, but I only watch for the law. Once the, court scenes come, once the court scenes come on, I fast forward. New Girl? Does that take place in court? I think one of them's a lawyer. Oh, I'll tell you what show I watch. It takes place in court. Fresh Prince. Uncle Phil. Judge. Judge Banks. Classic. Learned everything I need to know from that. You gotta appreciate a good law, like a good courtroom procedural. I know you're a big fan of the practice. I know I see the poster of Cameron Mannheim behind you on the wall. I get it, dude, but it's not it's not for me. Maybe someday. Maybe someday when I ran out of everything else to watch, I'll turn on the practice. Or Boston Legal. Which one do you which one do you prefer? Which one is James Spader? Oh, the Both? practice. The practice is uh all star cast. Dylan is James McDermott. Spader, is James Spader in both of those? Answer my James Spader question. No, he's Boston Legal. I'm going to watch Boston Legal. Yeah. We're Spader heads. Sorry. Come on. Which one has William Shatner? That's Star Trek. (laughs) I think you got that. You got got it mixed up. Is William Shatner in one of these? That makes me want to watch it. Yes. Which one's he in? Boston Legal. Wow. Oh, my God. You can't have Spader and Shatner in the same show. (laughs) That's bad. The Spader and Shatner in the same scene breaks my understanding of humanity. I can't watch that. Yin and Yang. Yeah. One counterweights the other. That's an all-star lineup. For TV, James Spader, William Shatner, Candace Bergen. Uh, Candace Bergen. <laughs> Candace Bergen, all right. Tossing that in. Okay, you know, I'll watch it, all right? <laughs> you have to be 50 years old to watch The Practice or Boston. Who does The Practice have? Dylan McDermott. Dylan McDermott. Cameron Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney. Laura Flynn Boyle. Ooh, oh. Mrs. Jack Nicholson. All right, I'm uh, whatever. I'm not gonna, I'll stick with Fresh Prince. Thank you, Your Honor. Miss Harper, please answer the question. Miss Harper fidgeted in her seat, her blonde hair tied back into a loose tail. Miss Harper, I must insist that you answer Mr. Pember's question, the judge said. 
Luke felt a smirk coming on as the witness shifted again. If people actually stuck to telling the <laughs> truth. The smirking attorney. He can't get enough of it. He's having the freaking ball out there. Luke felt a smirk coming on as the witness shifted again. If people actually stuck to telling the truth, then his job would be a lot harder. None. His blue eyes shot to the witness stand, the mad urge to laugh bubbling up in his chest. Please repeat that, Miss Harper, for the record. None, she said, trying and failing to glare at him. So you, though under oath, remain insistent that you have not been with anyone since college? Yes. The judge didn't seem to have the strength to even speak. He merely raised an eyebrow at Jane. Miss Darrow? My learned colleague is coloring the jury's view by insinuation. His words indicate he believes Miss Harper to be lying before the court, but I put forward that his beliefs have no place here. Objection sustained. Proceed, Mr. Pember, without insinuation. Uh, Yes, you Pember. Pember's a rat. Pember's a little misogynistic rat. Yeah, and he's the hero. I'm supposed to like this guy? I put to you, Your Honor, prior to the start of today's hearing, that we wait for more evidence. It is on that basis that I request to defer my questioning of this witness and adjournment to this trial until such evidence is gathered. Let's stop there. All right. All right, a little glimpse into Pember's uh, style, and I hate it. Yeah, you wanted a court scene, and you got it. So how do you feel? How do you rate your judge voice? He's kind of playing it like a spader. Just Just saying. Oh, really? I was seeing little shades of Shatner in there. So I guess uh, he takes a little bit of both. Damn, I was going for McDermott and I ended up on Shatner. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. You're honestly, you're, you're, you're being Denise Sarma. All right. You're the only person that could play this role. All right. Yeah, I'm intrigued. I want to see where this goes. Are you ready to jump ahead? Yeah. All right, let's jump. We'll be right back with more of Bend the Law. Welcome back. We are jumping into the next page of Bend the Law, book one in the uh, Luke Penber series. Uh, Ganesh, let's go. Luke was sitting beside his client, trying to ignore both the vindictive excitement coming off the man and the daggers he could feel Jane shooting at him from her seat. In his mind, he... <laughs> Is that a yawn? That's like a half, like a half yawn. <laughs> had a stifle. A tiny yawn in the middle of a sentence. You thought you were going to yawn, but then you didn't. You just had your mouth open. <laughs> Is that what happened? You have a big dinner over there, buddy? <laughs> it's like a big full bear getting ready to lay down for hibernation. And the daggers. He could feel Jane shooting at him from her seat. In his mind, he was already relishing the coming victory. In cases like this, the jury invariably followed the sleazy politician helpless victim trope. I wouldn't hear anything the defense offered, believing in the innocence of the alleged victim. But if you could prove that that victim had been lying to them, they would all feel the string of betrayal, feel let down by their paragon. Doing it just before the vote was key because it didn't give them time to get beyond the sting, forcing them to make a decision while still angry. All rise for the Honorable Judge Linton, the court clerk said, his reedy voice only cutting through the babble. Yeah, I wonder if the whole book's a court scene. Is it like a procedural? Was it just like court start to finish or do we get a little peek into the uh, personal life of Pember? What's there to know? What's there to know? Everything. All right. I want to know what this guy eats for dinner. I want to know what he eats for breakfast, and I want to know what he does in between. I want to know what car he drives. Shoe size. Yeah. 
shoe size car. He's got a briefcase or like a backpack. He's got a briefcase. Are you kidding me? Are you nuts? You think this guy's wearing a Jansport to court? I don't know. <laughs> it's like one of those rolling backpacks that like, kids had in high school. It's like a suitcase. Man, those are rough. He opens it up and all of his papers are just crumpled up and mixed up. And he's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Judge. They all have stains on him. That's probably right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is rough to have a rolling backpack in high school. Did you have that? No. Are you crazy? You, just said it, you said it like you were speaking from experience. I think now you've you did have it, but you're embarrassed now. I saw kids had it, and then other kids would come up and just kick the shit out of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. You need to get like a bumper or fender for that thing. Yeah, that's embarrassing, right? I would somebody need to tell you know, if you're a kid, if you're a parent out there sending your kid to school with a rolling backpack, you're just asking for it, all right? Yeah, it's not JFK, it's a high school. Wow. I didn't know I didn't know what you meant for a second. I was like, <laughs> I get he's gonna be assassinated, but then okay, I get it. <laughs> Could have said LaGuardia. Luke rose with all the rest and smirked at the look on the judge's face. In the case of Harper versus Connor, has the jury reached their decision? He asked without the un- without the usual preamble. Luke hit a laugh. Like Jane. Oh my god. This guy's giggling and like peeing his little pants. He's just so <laughs> giddy. He's gross. He's giggling and doing a little curtsy in the corner. He's like, oh, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Luke hit a laugh like Jane. He knew that Linton would love it if just once Luke actually lost a trial. Yes, your honor, the jury's spokesman said, holding out the relevant paper to the court clerk. Judge Linton took the paper from the clerk and unfolded it. Luke gave his client a brief smile and a nod as the judge's face darkened. I win. Oh, oh dear. He's done it again. Benber! Benber! The judge is foaming at the mouth smoke coming out of his ears. George Connor rose, all traces of smugness vanished from his face. He looked exactly as Luke had told him to look, sober and willing to accept whatever judgment the jury had chosen, even if they had gone against him. This would all help with the defamation claim the man was planning on laying at Miss Harper's feet once his victory here had been achieved. Luke turned his mind back to the courtroom as the judge cleared his throat. In the case of Harper (laughs) versus Connor... On phlegm coming out. (laughs) (laughs) On the charge of rape, the jury finds Mr. Connor not guilty by unanimous vote. Connor let out a trembling sigh, which Luke thought was a little over the top. And Miss Harper, (laughs) oh, Mr. Smirks a lot. Mr. Mr. Smirky laughs, uh, jokester over there thinks the the trembling sigh is over the top. Well, you know, Luke Penber sucks. All right. He's getting rapists off. I didn't, I didn't sign up for this shit. Miss Harper burst into tears, calling the jury a string of bad names. Order! If you utter another profanity, Miss Harper, I will hold you in contempt of this court. Fuck you, judge. <laughs> She's like, you fucking dummies. You fucking twats. You fucking dickheads. <laughs> Jane Huff. Is that allowed? Yeah, you're allowed to call the jury fucking twats and dummies and dickheads. You can do it once. And then after that, can't do it again. Yeah, they give you 30 seconds of freedom to say whatever you like, and then they haul you off. Jane hushed her client and shot Luke a filthy look. In return, he gave her his best dazzling smile. The judge drew a deep breath. I hereby declare the accused, Mr. George Connor, cleared of all charges, court dismissed. Luke let Connor crush his hand in a fierce handshake as the judge and jury filed out, and the rest of the room burst into chatter. Miss Harper was led away by her family. Hey, now that's why you're the god of the court. He laughed, his rotund belly bouncing. (laughs) Hey, you'll have my back for the next step, right? 
defamation claims, well, they're not really my department, Mr. Connor, but I have a colleague at my firm who is excellent at them, and I will be happy to put in the request for her to represent you myself. Her? Now, now, Mr. Connor, if you just ignore her gender, I promise she'll get you a win. Damn, this town is fucked up, dude. Uh, yeah, pretty gross. And it's called Bend the Rules? Bend Bend the the Law. law. They're called the Laws. Bend the Laws? Not the Rules. Oh, rules are for little kitties, huh? Yeah, that's like, rules are like how you play hide and seek. Law is like, don't kill. Uh, Rule is like, clean up your plate when you're done eating. Mm -hmm. Law is, uh, don't take your neighbor's plate. Don't take your neighbor's plate. Arrest me, officer. I'm guilty as charged. I've gotten all my neighbor's plates. All right. Well, what happened? It would be done. Is that section done? Yeah, I'll stop there. All right. Well, so far I'm thinking that uh, Luke Pember is a villain. I don't really see the redeeming qualities here. He's kind of a showboat and uh, defends rapists. Yeah, he's bad news. Ganesh Mm -hmm. got a good job with the voice. Thanks. Yeah. Three cheers. I think it's, it's been a while. Should we get a round of applause going for Ganesh? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, let's bring him in. Three cheers for me. The reluctant cheers for Thank Ganesh. You. Oh my god. Can't believe Thank everyone's you. cheering in this thunderstorm. Oh, oh hey, it's, they're it's out bad here. out there. Yeah, it's bad. Everyone's hands are just sopping wet. You can hear them slapping big wet slaps. He's got to break out big slaps dot wave <laughs> for this one. And I think we've got a chorus of puddle jumpers. Oh, no, Hear man, them it's splash. It's a real mess out there. We got to, yeah. Oh, boy. There's a lightning strike. Oh, gee. We got to close the door on them. These guys are causing a ruckus. Bye, folks. Well, you earned it, Ganesh. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, it's a big day for you. And to celebrate, we're going to read three more pages of Bend the Law. Um, three. We'll be right. Or two. I don't give a fuck. One. How about none? Let's cut <laughs> it, baby. Let's stop there. Let's drop the name of the podcast. I'm fine with it. Let's jump ahead. We'll be right back with more Bend the Law. You got something ready to read, big man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't sound too enthusiastic. All right, let's go. Let's read it. Come on. Are you going to bring us back in? I thought I was just doing it. Hey, welcome back to Let's Stop There. Uh, we're going to jump in now to the, the next section of Bend the Law. Ganesh, what do you got up your sleeve, huh? Come on. What do you, what do you got for us? The correction center they arrived at looked very civilized from the outside. The building was a modern blocky affair with huge sheet glass windows and carefully manicured flower beds. This wasn't Luke's first visit, and he knew well enough that beyond the public facade, it was a prison like any other with small windows, bars blocking the sunlight, and a mass of humans generally miserable. You put them there, Luke. Actually, no. You prevent people from going there. Maybe you're a good guy. I don't know. Good morning. We are from Blue Wing Legal, Amy said to the officer at the front desk. We phoned ahead just to visit Miss Julia Sanchez for potential legal cover. Luke watched the officer's face carefully, caught the brief flash of recognition and concealed anger. Thanks to (gasps) him. That's Penber. Let him through. Thanks to him, Blue Wing Legal had gained quite a reputation for getting the guilty off the hook. Never heard a law firm... With a name like that. They usually just go with someone's last name. <laughs> Penber didn't, you know, it didn't work. It didn't test well. Penber and Pember. Penber and Pember Associates. Penber, Penber, Penber and Pember. I guess most people out, outside of central Virginia wouldn't uh, know 
what you're referring to. Alan, 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 and Alan. Alan, 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 and Alan. Alan, Alan, and Alan. When we were kids, it was Alan and Alan. And then by the time... They kept adding Alan. We were in college, it was Alan, 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 and Alan. The Alans are popping out new Alans like bunny rabbits going crazy. Alan, 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 and Alan. It's all, it's Alan Iverson. (laughs) Penber. Salino and Penber. 800-888-8888. Still, his boss didn't seem to mind because the reputation also meant that his was the only law firm in Chicago that would boast, that could boast a winning streak dating back three years when Luke first joined the group. Yes, I have record of that. Your names, please. Amy Mai and Luke Penber. <laughs> Luke Penber. Office- Sorry, what was that? Did you cough? Was that a name? No, it's Penber, like September. Do you remember? The 21st night of Pember. The officer's eyes <laughs> shot past Amy and Luke, and Luke gave him a small smile, trying not to laugh. This guy's got giggle fits everywhere he goes. Chill out, dude. The officer was, yo, it's creepy. barely legal. Ugh, the fuck? Who says that about anybody, let alone a police officer? <laughs> Damn, this police officer's jailbait. And the way he looked at Luke... <laughs> Made him feel certain that he had become a legend of sorts in the policing world as well as the court. Thank you. Please wait there until an officer comes to collect you. Amy sat beside Luke and tilted her head to the side, her auburn hair catching the light. So, you gonna confide in me yet? I don't know what you mean. Liar. Luke chuckled but said no more. (laughs) Amy made the laughing attorney, the happiest attorney in America. Amy made an exasperated noise. You're forgetting that I've known you since law school. You can't hide from me, Luke Pember. I can see that worry (laughs) gnawing away at your innards. He's like the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Hee hee hee. Yes, yes, I'm worried. This whole thing seems to be adding up only one way and uh, I don't like it. You're thinking gangs? Always. Worse than mere street gangs. I'm thinking bigger, more organized and... More deadly. Seriously, Luke? The Mafia? What is this, a film? Bigger. Bigger than the Mafia. It's Canada. It's (laughs) the only thing bigger than the Mafia. Our enemy to the north. Luke held her gaze a moment, then shrugged. Just a gut feeling. I'm not getting entangled with that kind of bad, Amy. I don't deal with Canadians, Amy. Not anymore. (laughs) I don't fuck with that exchange rate, Amy. (laughs) Loonies and toonies? I don't think so, Amy. (laughs) It don't make no damn sense to me. And here, I thought you had a heart of stone. No conscience. This has nothing to do with a conscience. This has to do with not wanting to be owned. So you're going to be trying your damnedest to ensure you can report back to Ford that this case is hopeless? (sighs) Honestly, I don't think I'll have to be trying that hard. The police don't normally file official charges so publicly unless they're certain they have the right guy. Yeah, I thought the same thing. An arrest in under 24 hours is impressive. It probably means that they knew who they were searching for straight away. If their case is that strong, then this case isn't winnable. Not even by you, Luke Pember, God of the courtroom. Not even by me. Huh. Well, Pember, I thought he had some self-confidence. He likes to get buttered up. Yeah. He likes to get uh, worked up before he comes on to the scene. <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, he sure does. Who doesn't? Well, okay. Um, so what did this person do? Do we know? Was she, they're going to defend this woman in jail. What's, what'd she do? 
They didn't say? Canadian. She's Canadian. Wow. All right. Take your seats. Your prospective client will be brought out soon. Luke and Amy entered the interview room and each took a seat. The room had a long, narrow window running across one wall, nearly at ceiling level. The floor, like everywhere else they'd passed in this building, was green linoleum. Damn. That's how you know it's serious. Luke made a point of watching the door. A lot could usually be gathered from the first few seconds when a person enters a room and takes note of who's in there and who's isn't. (laughs) (laughs) A natural reader. The burly officer returned, and beside her girth, Julia Sanchez looked even more fragile than her pictures had made out. It wasn't that she was skinny. Her figure was athletic, but she was short by any standards. Luke doubted the woman would even reach his shoulders. How big is Luke? He's seven foot six. Big guy. Power forward. Power forward? Seven yeah. six? Mm, he doesn't have the hands for rebounds. What is this? I didn't ask for legal aid. Her voice had come out deeper than Luke had expected. Oh, sorry. Let me retake that. What is this? I didn't ask for legal aid. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah. Very sounds good. great. The adaptability is what makes you a great host. I appreciate it. Another round of applause, please. I'd give, okay, if you ask for it. I mean, I won't say no to another round of applause. And here it comes. Oh, you know, the rain stopped, and now they're just sloshing around in the mud, and they're being chased by barking dogs. This is bad. Miss Sanchez, I am Luke Pember, and this is my colleague, Amy Mai. We represent Blue Wing Legal. I see. I understand. Because it would have been called My Pember, which does not work as a name for a business. <laughs> they had to go oh i know you you're that hot shot attorney who never loses you're that guy who's always laughing in public doesn't take anything seriously yeah i want you you're always giggling like you've got a secret pember well i want to hear that secret i want in tell me the secret and he's like no and i've come to speak with you about your case on the back of the email you sent out to several firms Julia took uh, took in the printed out copy of the email he held out to her and sighed, plopping into the seat across the metal table from theirs. Luna Jacobs. Julia huffed out a laugh. <laughs> I see. Did you say other firms got that email too? Yes, that's right. Julia laughed again, the sound tinkling around the room like chimes. Ooh. Ooh. Gonna give me a tingle. ASMR. Well, I guess we'd better get this over with because apparently I have more visitors on the way, no doubt. Miss Sanchez, to start out with, it would be helpful for us to know if you have any alibis or perhaps an extenuating circumstance or... No, Luke paused as Amy frowned, but noted down her answer all the same. Okay, it's going to be a tough one. Something was off here. Julia was doing none of the things... He was used to seeing. She wasn't proclaiming her innocence or bemoaning a corrupt system. She didn't look frightened, though he thought he had caught a brief flash of fear when she'd walked in. Sounds to me like she did it. She did it and doesn't give a rip. Doesn't give a F. If you don't care that you did something, is the punishment worse? Yeah. Or Oh, it's less? worse. It's less. The judge is like, yeah, I respect that you don't give a fuck. All right. I'm going <laughs> to let you off easy on this one. <laughs> No, I think it's worse. I think if you're a an asshole, they're like, yeah, we're going to lock you up and throw away the key. Yeah, they want to see you cry. They want to see you break yeah. down crying. They want you to get on your knees and beg for a second chance. Oh, pretty please. <laughs> uh, so I'd, like to, I'd like to present the jury with a brief song I wrote. Oh, pretty please, let me go. I don't deserve this. I won't do it again. I may be guilty, but I'm really sorry. It was a one-time thing. 
maybe a two time thing. Let me get a three time. No, it's a free form song. <laughs> he's like, they're like dragging away. He's like, hold on. I'm not, I haven't gotten to the chorus yet. <laughs> I'm about to hit the bridge. <laughs> this is where the horns come in. Miss Sanchez, why didn't you personally ask for legal aid? I did it. I don't give a fuck. I deserve to be here. Are you asking me if I'm guilty, Mr. Pimber? <laughs> not entirely. There's more than one reason why someone accused of a crime will choose not to seek legal aid. And I'm wondering which reason was yours. Well, I didn't ask because there's nothing any of you can do for me here, Mr. Pimber. But if you go forward with an admission of guilt, then there are several bargains that can be made. Amy said, jumping ahead to another one of the questions important for evaluating a client. Well, now hold on now. I didn't say I was guilty, Julia said, her braid of midnight hair falling over her shoulder. Just I said, I don't care. I like jail and I want to stay here. Just said you couldn't help. Are you refusing legal aid then? No, I guess not. But I doubt that a lawyer's going to want me. Aww. We get the crowd aw. Before Luke could ask what she meant, Amy's phone vibrated and she showed Luke the message under the cover of the table. It read, Police have made some of their evidence available against Julia Sanchez for review. Damn. Let's stop there. <sighs> Julia, Julia, okay. Julia. How are we going to get you out of this one? Good thing we got Luke Pember on the case. And Amy Mai. Power duo. All right. Well, hey. I think he can do it. All signs point to him being able to do it. So I ain't holding my breath for surprise. He's a god out there on the floor. God of the court. A big, bright, shining star. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Let's jump ahead. Let's just see how this goes. All right. I'm enough dilly dallying of bullshit. I want to see Pember in action. Let's jump ahead to the next section of Ben Law. Ben Law. <laughs> the next section of Ben Law. Ben Law. Ben Law. Ben Law. This is where we're reading Ben Law. We'll be right back. We're back. We're back. All right. And this is the next section of Ben the Law. Ben the Law. Ganesh, what do you got for us? Will you bend the law for us, please? Luke pulled up in the small parking lot bay outside the correction center. Beep, beep. Hop in. I'm breaking you out. Pulled up in the bay. Anyone? 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 He hadn't realized exactly how late it was when he had left work, but the sun was already dipping below the line of buildings, casting the streets into deep shadows. So what, he left work at like 2 p.m.? How about, it's like the sun, it's not that late, the sun's just going down. I got off work so late, the sun was just dipping right behind the buildings when I pulled up. Still, this had to be done, whatever the time. 2 p.m., 3 p.m., <laughs> 4 p.m. Hell, even 5 p.m. 5.30 p.m. Not for a matinee, sir. Mm-mm. 5.45 at the latest. Those are evening prices. You're gonna have to pay the full price. Early bird special's over, sir. But it's 5.58 p.m. I'm early. Hello. I'm Luke Pember, a criminal lawyer for Blue Wing Legal. I'd like to speak to Julia Sanchez, please. I know who you are, Pimber, and visiting hours are over. I ain't visiting. I'm staying. You want to see an inmate? You need to follow the proper procedures. Luke swallowed his anger, keeping his face smooth. 
Listen, I understand the rules for inmates, officer. However, Miss Sanchez, while accused, is not yet convicted, meaning that although she's being held here, she is not an inmate. Visiting hours still stand. You cannot deny Miss Sanchez's time with her lawyer. Oh, you're taking on her case? I thought all the fancy firms had turned her down. The words slipped from Luke's mouth unbidden, but now he couldn't continue the lie. Well, that's a no then. Come back tomorrow, Mr. Pember. If it really means so much to you to turn her down in person. <laughs> this guy only speaks in <laughs> rhyme. Luke turned away, unable to think of another argument, his mind still choking over the words <laughs> he had uttered. Damn, some lawyer. Uh, I can't think of another <laughs> argument. I guess I'll leave. Suck it, Pember. Get out of here. Defeated by the wit of the security guard at the front desk of the correction center. Go back to your penthouse, Pember. Amy's right. He needed to get as far away from this case as possible. He wouldn't even watch the news. Pempouse. Pempouse. No? Okay. Goodbye. He turned back to the desk. <laughs> I'm assuming that I can still send her a message. The officer frowned but nodded. Luke took the pen, paper, and envelope and wrote a quick missive, putting all his useless unease into words. Dear guards, you have really boiled my blood today, <laughs> and you better believe I will be back here with a gun tomorrow at 12 p.m. <laughs> Wear your Sunday best, because we're putting you six feet under tomorrow afternoon. Courtesy of Luke Penber. Miss Sanchez, I regret to inform you that after careful consideration, Blue Wing Legal will not be taking on your case. Best of luck at your trial, Luke Pember. <laughs> Cut and run. That's Luke. See ya. Carefully sealing the envelope, Luke spotted the burly female officer who had led him and Amy before. Excuse he writes in f fancy font, I'll be at my Pem house. <laughs> and then beneath that, get it? Do you get it? Excuse me. Can you please deliver this? Like Pember. <laughs> Can you please deliver this to Miss Sanchez if you're heading that way? The woman nodded, taking the envelope and his thanks. Luke stepped back outside the building into a world fallen into the night. He took a deep breath. <laughs> 6 p.m. <laughs> ah, sun goes down. Ooh, a chill in the air. I haven't been up as late in ages. Took a deep breath of cold air. There, it was done. He felt the unease that had been hounding him fade away. He could go back to his usual work, his life, and never have to spare another thought for Julia Sanchez. As he turned the corner, heading for the parking lot, a massive man stepped into his path. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> Who Big is this? fella coming up. Luke. Whoa. Luke Pember. What's the, what's, the, what's the meaning of this, sir? Why are you so big? <laughs> you are gigantic, sir. Luke Pember has never been in the shade like this before. This is <laughs> I didn't know there could be shade at night. <laughs> No, they stack shit this time. Luke Pember <laughs> of Blue Wing Legal. Luke froze. What of it? And tried to make out the giant's features in the dim glow of the street lamps. <laughs> looking, looking up. Oh, oh, scaling up a huge body. Oh, dear. Now, who's this? Where's my beanstalk? Am I, I right, feller? I can't see that high. Let me put my spectacles on. While he was clearly within shouting distance of the police... He wasn't so sure they would police, actually... Police help, large man! Police! Isn't this the biggest guy you've ever seen? <laughs> Shoot this man, he's a freak! He's too big! He's the size of two men! I just want your autograph, Pember! I'm a legal junkie. 
I saw you on court TV. He wasn't so sure they'd actually be willing to interfere on his behalf. That was the trade-off. We, we can't help you. We can't help you, Pembroke. That guy's too damn big. <laughs> Our bullets are impervious to his flesh. That was the trade-off for making less than reputable connections. Luke drew himself up, his own height considerable, even if his muscled physique looked like a child's in comparison to this guy. <laughs> Flexing his little noodle arms. Get a load of these, big boy. Yeah. Who wants to know? The giant huffed a laugh and tipped his chin. Luke had only a second to realize that the big man had been a mere distraction. A means oh, of conf- <laughs> Big man is a distraction. There's like six little guys running right past him. <laughs> Holy shit. I missed him. Damn it. A means of confirmation when the hairs on his on the back of his neck stood erect and something whistled by his ear and he dove instinctively. He came to his feet and saw two other men in the darkened road not far from an unmarked black car. Damn, somebody take a shot at him? And they used their big fat friend as a distraction? What a plot. Are they shooting an arrow? Though neither were as large as the first, both were armed and with more than the billy club that he had just just dodged. Even in the poor lighting. Threw threw a billy club at his head? All right, here's the plan, guys. We're going to send this big gigantic dude out there to distract him. I'm going to chuck a billy club right at his face. Even in the poor lighting, there was no mistaking the glint of metal as one leveled a gun at him. Hey, hey, fellas. Hey, hey, take it easy. We're all friends here. What do you want? Luke said, fighting for calm as images of his brother's death flashed around his mind. Oh, my God. Peter Pember. In his eagerness to keep the threat in view, he had forgotten about the big man. Pain exploded on the side of his head as the beast brought his fist down hard. Luke caught an image of the street on its side as the three men closed in. The The logistics of this fight are nuts. (laughs) Big guy confronts him. Other dude throws a billy club at his head. While distracted by the billy club, the big man just rains blows down on his head with his (laughs) fists. And now the other two guys are running at him. And they got a gun. It sounds like a crime of passion. This could happen anywhere. You see a real shady lawyer coming out of a jail and he's threatening you because you're a big guy. This is just right run of the mill city stuff. This happened to me on the way to the grocery store last week. All right. Just happens. The far end of familiar shadow was scurrying away, back around a corner and out of sight. Before Luke could make better sense of it all, another blow drove the world into oblivion. Damn, somebody's just wailing on poor Luke Kember. Luke Kember. This guy's name is just becoming more abstract to me as this just gonna on. pop his little noggin open like a what are those uh Easter Kinder egg? eggs? No. The fu- the gooey ones. Those are just regular, they're called Easter eggs. Regular eggs. No, the candy ones. Chocolate. Like a caramel center. Oh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I know what they're called. I'll figure it out later. Well, they're going to do that to... <laughs> what are the goodies? You know what those are called. Come on. What are oh, those yeah. Easter eggs? Cadbury egg. Cadbury Like eggs. a Cadbury like a egg. Cadbury. Just edit it so it sounds like he said it really smoothly. This is like a Cadbury egg. This man's head is going to pop right on the street. We can only hope. Be that honestly be the biggest twist in the Luke Pember series. This is Luke Pember got <laughs> Book one beaten to death. One. <laughs> beaten to death at the 75% mark of his first book. <laughs> I would honestly, if that happened, we would have to read more. But anyway, what, what happens next? Luke came back to his senses, pain crashing waves over his bruised temple and shoulder. Ouchiwawa, he said. He opened his eyes and he frowned, confusion crashing through his fear. 
<laughs> funny reaction to getting your ass kicked. It's a big frown. Mm. <laughs> I don't like that. Mm-mm. No, thank you. He had never been kidnapped before, but... Oh, shit. They got him? He was certain that this wasn't right. The room that he was in was mm, tastefully decorated with expensive <laughs> furnishings and... Ooh, woke up into a beautifully decorated room. Nice mahoganies. Dotted with rare trinkets, any one of which would make a decent weapon in a pinch. It was also unbound, lying across a plush chay lounge. Oh, my nemesis, the chay lounge. Chay's. Sorry, chay's lounge. Chase lounge. And from the pain in his ribs, his cell phone was still in his pocket. Ah, you're awake. This is good. I was beginning to worry that my invitation had been delivered a little overzealously. Luke practically jumped off the chaise lounge, spinning to face the deep voice that had spoken. Who's that? Who's there? Who dares put me on a chaise lounge? Luke Pember needs a back to his chair. He would have laughed out loud if his fear hadn't frozen everything in him. Can't stop laughing even after you've been beaten half to death and kidnapped. This man's got a problem. The man he was facing was diminutive, old, and looking far more like a doting granddad in some sitcom than what he truly was. But the two giants beside him, armed with semi-automatics and the glimpse of the cultured houses through the window behind him, left Luke with no doubt about who this man was. There isn't some guy's like living room. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how this guy runs his crime syndicate, but... Like a family. Welcome to my home. This is my address. Here's my family. This is my living room. Don't fuck up my Chase Lounge. No blood, okay? Do you know who I am, Mr. Pember? Luke shook his head mechanically, a fuzzy memory of seeing Miles keepering around the corner come into mind. The mafia boss frowned and the guards glowered. <laughs> it's me. I'm the prime minister of Canada and you fucked with the wrong country. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. Luke raised a hand in apology, shaking off everything but what he had needed to survive this encounter. Uh, forgive me, he said, touching his fingers gingerly to his temple. Do I have the honor of addressing... Luna Jacobs. Indeed, you are as quick-witted as rumor claims. Sit, Mr. Pember. You and I have business to discuss. You can all leave those silver-tongued words for the courtroom. By all accounts, you're going to need it. And pay no mind to my Mounties behind me. <laughs> They're just for support. Dressed in full regalia on the back of horses. Luke shook his head and looked up, smoothing back his ash blonde hair and trying to act like this was a meeting of his own choosing. Now please join me in a rendition of O Canada. It is late and I, I have no wish to waste your time, Lupo began. You will take on the case of my niece, Julia Sanchez, and you will ensure that she does not get convicted of murder. Shame, hey. dude. I was trying to do that, and then you beat me in the head. Mr. Lupo, I, I understand and commend your concern for your family, but... Didn't I tell you to drop that false flattery? Let's be honest with each other, shall we? Your reputation has preceded you. You're the only man for this job. So it is my duty and my will that you will take this on. Luke swallowed hard. Although no real threats had been issued, he was not an idiot. Oh, Mr. Lupo, please. I've looked at Miss Sanchez's case and I cannot turn that into a win. I may be the best, but even I, the great... Uh, Pember. Luke Pember. <laughs> and they hit, him, they hit him really hard, huh? 
Oh, the curse. Benber forgot his own name. Even I cannot work miracles. Damn it, Bullwinkle, you broke our lawyer. Here's the deal, plain and simple. <laughs> so, so, sorry, sir. You do what I have asked, <laughs> and I will give you what Luna Jacobs promised your boss. But it's impossible. Oh, you'll find a way. You've proven yourself intelligent and resourceful. All you really lack is the right motivation. The sound of a gun cocking came from behind Luke, and he felt a cold sweat break out all over his clammy skin. Wow. Uh-oh. So, Mr. Pember, do you accept my business proposal? Luke wet his throat and forced his head to tip in a nod. <laughs> Yes, yes, I will take on the case of Julia Sanchez. Very good. That's the end. That's the end of the book? Yeah. I thought there was another page coming up. I, whoa, you got, you, you, oh my, you got me wanting more for the first time. I thought there was going to be another page. That's the end of the book, dude. What the fuck? What happened? All right. Damn. Now I feel like we got to read the next one. Eh. Uh. Eh, okay, we're not. You know, I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care about this podcast. We'll do whatever the fuck you guys want. Uh, man, oh man, Luke, Luke Pember. I guess, how many, can you just tell us how many are in the series? Five. Ah, it's too many. Oh, you know what? We almost read one of this author's other books today instead. Which one? The Scent of Bones. That's the him? Scent of Bones? It's the same guy? He didn't tell us that. That's that's a Pember? I didn't know, dude. It's a It's a Fuller. Levi Fuller. Yeah, but it's a Luke Pember book. No. It's just The Scent of Bones. The Scent of Bones. It's just The Scent. There's another book called The Secret of Bones. Looks like that's in a series called The Isle of Butt. (laughs) The Isle of Butt? Butte. B-U-T-E. I just assumed it was butt. Um, That was fairly well written. I'd read another book by this guy. Was it, though? Yeah. This guy was laughing in every scene. That's just the character. That's not the writer. The writer has no control over the character. It's just what came to him. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's just the stupid. That's just Luke Penber, dude, and he can't be denied. He's a giggler, but he's good at his job. He's a giggler. Yeah, it's a five-part series, and each one is called Ben the Law. How do you even differentiate? I don't know. I'll tell you this. He's no Dylan McDermott. Or Dor Dolmet Mulrooney. Or Cameron Mannheim, for that matter. Well, damn, this book was released October 2020, and there's already been four more. This guy's cranking them out. A calling. Oh wow. Look at this bad review. Sorry, I know we don't usually read reviews, but <laughs> review one star bait and switch. I thought I was going to read a whole book, but what I got was an introduction to the main character. I don't appreciate being conned. A waste of my time. Damn, dude. <laughs> not enough, not enough pen. This guy did, could not get enough Pember, which frankly I don't blame him. Wow. Everybody keeps saying this isn't a complete story. What the hell? Where's the rest? I guess I'm not the only one who feels like I, I want more. I want more Pember. All right, well, I'll take what I can get. Good job, Ganesh. You did great in this role. A lot of good voices. Always like to hear the little freak Stuart Little come back out to play. I'll take the chilly silence from you guys as a sign that the episode's over. I was a lawyer in a different life, I think. Yeah, and a criminal in this one. Take what you can get. (laughs) Oh, dear. That's a Pember-style laugh right there. All right. Well, hey, that's it. That's the end of the episode. Thanks to Chris Linquist for our artwork. Thanks to Morris Reese for our music. Thanks to you for listening. If you want more of this, please go to patreon.com slash let's stop there. Shell out five buckaroonies a month and you'll get free episodes. Well, not free. Free. I just told you to get money. You'll get episodes. You'll get premium episodes. They're free after the $5. They're free. 
once you pay the five dollars, it's all free to you. And then, yeah, just go just go check it out. All right. Get get yourself a taste of the premium episodes and uh, see what you think. Uh, you can find us at let's stop there.com. Hit us up on social media. Give us a phone call. It's been a dog's age since we got a voicemail. Is that phone number even freaking set up anymore? 567-309-0357. I dare you to leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Read and review. Ganesh wants this here. Ganesh has been pounding it into my little tiny head that we need to get you guys out there reviewing the podcast and telling your friends because it turns out we want more listeners, not less. It's a mistake that I made. We, we need more people to listen to the show. Go out there and tell your friends and family. Leave us reviews, preferably five stars. I thought we were doing like golf scoring with listeners. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to go under par. All right. The less, the better. Uh, no, we want more. Okay. So if you know people that might like this podcast, tell them. That's it. That's all we got. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time on Let's Stop There. Penber. Penber.